On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. brain changer today is one of those special bonus episodes recorded live on clubhouse clubhouse is an audio chat a drop-in chat app where you can come in on any phone it's like do you just like dialing a number except you just click the app icon on your phone and you can go into different clubs which are all thematic different themes and ideas different business people uh, some for pleasure some for fun they're all kind of clubs over there and you can drop in enter a room leave a room say something say nothing it's all up to you it's really a lot of fun it's very engaging and I love having these masterminds where I invite other Christians and other brain changers to come in and let's just unpack a particular topic. We've lately been talking about different mindsets and that's really fun, but we have all kinds of just a variety of information that we're trying to give, trying to add value to your experience as you listen to the Choose to Think podcast. Sometimes we do lists like tips and tricks and and actual takeaways that will help you in your journey to change your brain. And I do have one disclaimer as we go. You're going to hear me talk about she and that refers to Dr. Caroline Leaf, and I'm reading from her book, Think, Learn, Succeed, Understanding and Using Your Mind to Thrive at School, the Workplace, and Life. So you'll hear that, and also be aware that these Clubhouse episodes, I don't spend a whole lot of time on editing, so they're a little bit more raw, a little bit more edgy as far as the breaks and things like that, but the important thing is that I put this content out there, and hopefully you will be blessed in the process. So without further ado, let's jump in. The possible mindset is one where we always are considering other options. Essentially, she also calls it the entrepreneurial mindset because as entrepreneurs, which perhaps many of us are, we are always thinking about workarounds and, okay, this didn't work, so what's the next best option that we have? Folks who demonstrate the possible mindset also tend to be intrinsically hopeful. And I love that as well because it's like, we can hit a brick wall, but, and we may go down, but we quickly bounce up and we're like, okay, this isn't the end of the story. This is just a, just right. Not now, right now it's not working, but we can keep running at it. She also mentions Thomas Edison and how he looked at all of his failures. Remember as he was trying to create the light bulb and ultimately did, instead of calling them failures, he called them attempts or results. And in other words, it wasn't a failure. It was, it gave him information. It gave him a result about an attempt that he made. And so the quote failure was really just data 
coming to him and more knowledge to help him make better decisions as he moved forward. And I thought, oh my goodness, we can so apply that in our lives when we trip and fall or when we think, okay, this is the best business idea I've ever had. I'm going to run for it and go for it. God, are you with me? God, am I with you? Am I following you? I'm trying. I'm doing my best. And then boom, it falls flat. We can step back up and begin to analyze that in a new way and not let it knock the wind out of us, but instead just be data for us, results for us, and information for us to help us kind of take another run at it. She talks about perseverance as well and and the importance of not letting our circumstances become excuses to keep us from succeeding in life. And, you know, we just got to keep running the race because we know that builds perseverance. And Rebecca, because you may need to go, I'd love to know your feedback on this possible mindset. Or maybe you can share a time in your life when you have demonstrated that. Failure was a huge limiting belief of mine because I always had the fear of failure that I never measured up. And even again, even though I knew who God said I was, I wasn't believing it. And the part about failure, what I have changed that in is that I don't fail. I'm always learning because when I look at it as learning, then it just it it changes it to be so positive as opposed to the word failure. You know, when I had to close my brick and mortar store in 2013 after having it for 25 years and I'd been pouring my own personal money into it for uh, 24 months before then, and I felt like such a failure that if I had been smarter, if I had um, understood things better, if, 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 and as a po- well, and so. My husband, my second chance husband, is the amazing man that he is, was explaining to me, you were not the failure. The economic situation of our town was a large part of that. And so you're learning that when when situations change, when economies change, where do you need to pivot? And that's what I like to take away from that, is that I have learned that when things aren't going exactly as I'm hoping them to, I know, okay, this is the time to pivot and go to to the Lord in prayer. And then I start journaling my thoughts about it because I feel like that that's when God is really speaking to me is during that process. So that's really what came to my mind as you were talking about uh, the things that you were sharing from her book. And I appreciate it so much. And I'm handing the mic back to you. I think in my experience personally, I stopped asking God why. Because that particular question tends to start this negative feedback loop in my brain. But instead, I began to ask the Lord, what can I learn from this? And that's a little bit what you shared, Rebecca. It's that it's not a failure or or who cares even if it is. But the point is, what is God teaching me here or what what can I learn from this? Also, you mentioned the power of the pivot. And... That dynamic is so important in terms of perseverance and running that race. 
it's that that mental and emotional ability to not just stop dead in our tracks and not become so discouraged and overwhelmed with toxic thinking and you know our own put downs or just you know our own sometimes i tell myself i don't even care what you think victoria i'm going with god on this but in other words you know when we can learn to pivot and just begin to look at things in a new way that is that hopeful spirit kind of rising up within us. And that is that spirit that allows us to persevere and keep at it and to recognize that we are learning and that it's not the end of the road. So thank you for, for your feedback. I, I love that, Rebecca. That's so powerful. And, and Shelby, I want to go to you next and just get some of your life experience on this mindset that says, you know, with God, all things are possible. I'm because his spirit is within me, in me and motivating me and, and guiding me. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. Do you have anything to share on that Shelby by chance? So one thing that I can, uh, that comes to mind is, uh, well, there's a lot of different things, but uh, one of the big things is uh, uh, when my marriage was breaking up and, uh, and at that time it was, um, what do I do here? Uh, you know, which path do I take? Uh, you know, do I view this as an obstacle uh, to cross over? Or do I view this as a time to give up? And um, and I prayed about it, and uh, it was like what came to my mind was go forward. But I had no clue how to go forward or where to go, where forward was. So I remember moving forward, and, and my prayer was... Um, well, Lord, I'm stepping out on the edge of this cliff. And, uh, and as I step the next step, either uh, you will be there to catch me or I will fall. And that was just blind trust. And he caught me every time. I mean, I, I would look back and think, wow, you know, what an amazing God. So... All things are possible with God or through God as far as what I've experienced. When we, or when I say that, I have to know that it's possible if I'm called to do it. Uh, you know, it's not possible if I want to build a house because I'm not, I don't have that. I'm not called to do that, but, uh, a possible mindset, I think, is a mindset where God has called us to do it, and and it is possible. And there's times that we have to step out on faith. And, you know, in our own strength, it is not, it's, it's not possible, but through Christ's strength that lives in me, it is possible. And... I move forward in life walking walking on that and and trying to live that um, 
you know, there's times that I get off path for sure, but he kind of redirects my path and I just, I don't know how I would do it without God. Now, I know you step forward with God as you explained, and I love your point about faith because you're right without that faith without, you know, and also stressing the fact that it is Christ in us that moves and works in us as well. But in your human, the human aspects, when you look back at, say, failure, have you, like, did you reframe that in any way? Or what I'm trying to ask is how did that experience or how could that experience help you now? Like when you hit things that are difficult or when you, you know, goof up or something like that, how does your, the, the past dealings with quote failure, how does that, how has that changed for you nowadays or do you do you see failures as just knowledge or information results and data and not as like the end of the road does that make sense yes uh, it wasn't very long after after the divorce and you know just a few years that that when i looked back i was so thankful uh, you know, so thankful that God plucked me out of there. I mean, it is, um, so my reframing that is, that is an experience that I learned from. And uh, it's also an aha moment of, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord, that it was your, uh, your will and not my will that was done. Uh, and I have to continue to tell myself that he has, he always has my best interest at heart. Uh, more so than I have my best interest at heart at times. Just, just faith and trust in him. Does that answer your question, Victoria? Or yes. And it's, oops. Yes, it does. And it's really kind of a difficult question because the experience that you shared is is one it's a little bigger than say let's say the risk of making a business um uh, you know transaction and let's say i i want to purchase something and i'm like oh that didn't work out or i i'm trying something in my business maybe it's a even a post or something i write that i think is going to be accepted and instead boom it is not it's you know and in, so for me the challenge would be okay victoria are you going to adopt this possible mindset where just because there's a quote failure and you didn't get what you wanted, you didn't win the prize, you lost this, you didn't get as far as you wanted, you you didn't meet your goal or your expectations, but it's that spirit, that possible mindset that says, whoa, we're not gonna look at, we're, we're only gonna look at the results as data and information, and that was one attempt. And then if the, the spirit within me, God's spirit, could kind of energize me and help me to see that that's not failure. That's just information. So I can keep going. I can persevere. It doesn't have to be 
the end of the story. So with an example of marriage failure, I'm not sure. I was trying to see how we could pull that to other um, issues that we face and so forth, where we, we keep feeling like we're not getting ahead. Can we adopt that possible mindset that doesn't really allow us to give up because we're intrinsically hopeful? And I don't know, I'm having a little bit of a difficult time myself just expressing it or articulating it, but I guess there are big life issues and then there are smaller life issues. So I don't know, maybe I've just made a train wreck out of our conversation or something. I'm not sure, Shelby. <laughs> and by the way, I love the birds in your background. They, are you outside? I have my window open. It's so pretty. My, I my think, door open. yeah, I can hear the birds. I think it's so beautiful. But anyway, go ahead. I think uh, the big message that that I took away from all of that, my personally, is just trust, trusting in Him, because things are possible when when it's when it's a calling from God. So whether it's a you know a marriage, a marriage that didn't work, whether it's a career, uh, regardless of what it is, uh, if, if you're called to it and, uh, then, then, and you trust and have faith, uh, again, it's like stepping out on a ledge and just saying, okay, you know, this is the direction I'm going with my life, whether it's, uh, personal or with a business, the trust part of it is, is is the big thing that I took away from that. And I love so. that I love that point of view too because sometimes when I when I get those rejection letters for writing that I've done, I almost have developed this attitude that that is like, "Okay, Lord, it's just a not now or not with this publishing house or what can I learn from this? So I've tried to adopt that attitude. Whereas years ago, if I had gotten a rejection letter from a publishing house, I would have been totally unnerved and turned upside down and kind of on my head about it because I had a root of rejection I was dealing with in my heart. I don't anymore. Thank you, Lord, because of the healing that I've had. But and the, the work that I've done, I've tried to partner with the Lord on all of that. But Anyway, so it's it you know you're right. I I can all, I trust the Lord now so much so that I'm I'm just going to let him take care of the results now. And I'm going to keep trying, but I'm not going to look at quote worldly failure or standards as the as a dead end. And that's re that's really actually helped me a lot. Let me share some of her possible mindset activation tips that she gives. And if any of these kind of resound with you, you can, we can, you know, chat about them. 
Um, but she has eight ways to activate that possible mindset. She says, tell yourself daily that attempts are not failures. Attempts are results and worthwhile knowledge that has been gained. Number two, deliberately and intentionally practice seeing possibilities in every situation and write them down. You know, Rebecca a moment ago mentioned journaling more as a what can I learn in this and what am I learning in this kind of exercise. But it is important to not, you know, if we were stranded on a desert island, certainly we would want that possible mindset to where we are looking at every scenario with which we're faced in a way that that is intentionally looking for those possibilities. Uh, number three, choose to develop a mindset that allows you to perceive possibilities so that the wired for love design of your brain can be activated to respond. Four, turn attempts into possibilities. Refuse to see them as failures. This choice is a great predictor of your success. Five, stop yourself immediately. If you catch yourself thinking and saying there is no way out or that you are a failure, replace with a statement such as, quote, I cannot be a failure because I am wired for success. Six, make it a game to see how many possibilities you can think of for any one situation. Seven, train yourself to see a possibility as an opportunity, not a threat to shy away from. And number eight, remember, we live in a world of probabilities and have the creative power in our mind to design blueprints of all these possibilities. So we swim along in the water and um, and he kind of guides us and. I look at um, at life or at the things that that I go through in life as um, I am not identi- I, I am not my experiences. What I experience or have experienced uh, is not my identity. My identity is defined by by who and what Christ says I am. If I fail or if I succeed, uh, it's 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 through Christ, and I don't know if I am making a train wreck out of, out of this. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Trust me, I love your I love your input, and you have so many wonderful little snippets, and you have so much wisdom to share, Shelby. I, with all that you've been through with your color journeys and so teaching so many classes that you have and just your experience, you're kind of, what I get the sense of is that you just rest. You are at rest and at peace with who God says you are, with what God says about the situation and with who God says he is. You are at such peace and rest there. So it's like you've already trained your brain to to just be so full of trust and belief that God is guiding the ship. He's calling the shots. I am sitting shotgun here. He's the pilot. So we're just going to go for it, come what may. And, you know, what a great way to do life. So I that's what I kind of gather from what you're saying. In other words, you you don't almost even have to adopt that possible mindset because it's already so much of, of who you are. I guess we would all agree probably that that entrepreneurial focus 
would require this kind of mindset. And I, I look back on my journey over the last couple of years, and I don't know that I've actually had, quote, failures per se. I've had struggles, though, and I've had moments not knowing if, you know, Lord, because I feel called for sure. And I know God's purpose and design for me is to write, to speak, to share my testimony, to help other women who may have gone through de depression. I, I know those kinds of things. And to be an encourager, I, I feel very much called and led. I've been a teacher, a professor for 30 years. And so all of that fits very well with who God made me, my personality and, and all of that. And, and I've come to look at like, if I get a rejection for writing, as I was using that a moment ago, not to just, you know, hang it up and quit and, and to start telling myself bad things about me, but instead to just understand that God's in control and I'm going to put forth my best work and do my very best, but it's not always going to turn out the way I think that it should or hope even that it should. And I want to develop resiliency and have that hopeful optimism and trust that God is in control and that he is weaving all of the these strings in my life into this beautiful tapestry that he is organizing and putting all the pieces together because there are so many moving parts. And sometimes I get mind boggled by everything that there is to do trying to have a business and a ministry. And sometimes I'm out of my comfort zone. Uh, well, a lot, but I also tell myself, you know what, if I don't know, then I can figure it out. Like Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable. You can, you can figure it out or I can find someone else who knows how to do something that I'd like to do or maybe doing it better than I ever thought I could. And so I do have the, the sense that because God has called me, I, I'm willing to persevere. I'm willing to put in the the blood, sweat, and tears. I've got skin in the game on all of this, but I'm willing because I know he's with me. And I'll have to say I'm having a lot of fun. It's not all grit and grind. A lot of what I do personally is satisfying, energizing, and it's fun. So, but I don't know if I have like moments of outright failure, quote, failure. I have a lot of struggles. Technology gives me fits sometimes. And, and I'm like, oh, how do I do this? And, and I could spend like hours trying to figure out the answer to one question. Like, why isn't YouTube letting me put this video on this particular playlist? And then I'll go Google it and I'll try to figure out, okay, how to do it. And I'll read this, read this, read. And then I get so frustrated. But usually now when that happens, if I start going down that rabbit hole of sorts, then I generally stop because I, I realize that I'm responding to what seems urgent in my life, but what may not be most important. And I'm trying to train myself now not to just do that. But anyway, so all that to say, I think 
I feel more struggles and sometimes occasional frustrations. And sometimes, very rarely, I will notice, and this may be enemy attack, I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll be thinking like, what am I doing? Stuff like that. But otherwise, I don't really look at what I'm doing as failure. So Ivy or Shelby, you want to take the mic? When I uh, appear at a roadblock or uh, start to feel like a failure or any of those things, I try to look at it as more of a temporary setback. There will be a way. I just have to find that way and then move in that direction. Uh, We'll reveal that. I just have to stay in touch with him. And it is just an, it's just a temporary setback. I just have to refocus on the goal or on the direction or, or what's really important to me and, and keep that passion fueled inside of me. I think as a human, we all, or I do anyway, sometimes it's like when the enemy speaks, Uh, It's like, you are such, who says that you're qualified to do this or any of those things that the enemy tries to whisper, then I just have to keep my focus and keep moving forward with the, with the possible mindset. I love those, those messages that you read, Victoria, those are really good. If we have the toxic thought, for example, I am a failure, like you said, Shelby, that is not truthful. It is not what God says. We may think that. So the the task then becomes bridging the gap between saying, I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm not going to engage that thought anymore. Lord, help me to believe the truth of what your word says about me. Because sometimes we can say things, but that doesn't necessarily make them true. Just because I say, oh, I am a success. In your eyes, God, I can say that, but maybe I don't really believe it. But even there, God will step in and help us with any area of unbelief that we have. Because sometimes what I think I may not believe. So it's this intricate little combination of our thoughts and our beliefs. And they're a powerhouse when they're both truthful, when they're both aligned with with what God says. So I try to look at life as I go forward with, uh, does my mind line up with my heart? When that's out of alignment, we sure know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's very evident. But when our mind and our, our spirit is in alignment, uh, it's almost like you can move so easily, you know, in that situation. It's, it's almost like, doors just open and you can walk through and one of the other things that i want to say victoria is you are an amazing life coach you have taken this we mini tribe under your umbrella and uh, and and certainly have shown a reflection of christ in everything that i have seen that you have uh, provided for the We Many Tribe, and thank you so much. Oh my goodness, Shelby, thank you. That I'm a little bit teary-eyed because words are so powerful, and your words just really, really, really did bless me. You know, when I appear on other podcasts, I they usually at the very end they're like, Victoria, do you have anything else to say to our audience or to our listeners? And 
I always try to turn it back to the person who's actually doing the interviewing and the one who's working behind the scenes on the podcast. And I try to bless them with my words. And unwittingly or unknowingly, that's exactly what you did, Shelby, right now is you you said something that that really blessed my heart. So I appreciate that. I really do thank you from the bottom of my heart because, you know, that means a lot to me. So thank you. And my goodness, we have, Ivy, we have this wee mini tribe. It's just like maybe three or four of us. And, and we're all trying to, you know, we just chat and hold each other accountable and encourage each other as to our business adventures. And, but of course, because we're Christians, we're also talking about life and sharing prayer requests and things like that. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for this time that you have given us. I thank you for this little earmark. It's just a blip in all of eternity, but we got to come together today and we got to sing your praises, talk about you, chat about you, encourage one another all about you. And that is such a privilege. Father, I ask that you would bless Ivy, that you would bless Shelby and Rebecca and and Nicola, who was here earlier as well, and that you would bless their hearts, their minds, their ministries ministries, their businesses, their families, their lives, and everything that they take their hands to, Lord, that you would show them your favor in in ways that only you can do. Father, help us to think the thoughts that you tell us to think, including when when we stumble, when we fall, when we hit up against failures, worldly failures, or just downright mistakes that we may make. Father, help us to be forever focused on you as the author and perfecter of our faith. Help us to know that you have all the answers when we feel like we don't. Help us to know that you are the wind beneath our wings and that you are guiding us in every adventure so long as we seek you and come to you and and ask for your help. And Father, I thank you so much for this time on Clubhouse and this platform. And may you and you alone be glorified, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear listener, it is a scientifically proven fact that if you subscribe, rate, and write a one-sentence review of this show on Apple Podcasts, or if you make a favorite wherever you listen, or if you text or email your favorite episode link to a friend who it really would encourage, or if you simply share it on social media tagging me when you do, I will love you forever. Seriously, I will. I really need your help and I truly appreciate your support. And say, please stay in touch. Opt in over on my website at victoriadwalker.com. You'll see all kinds of neat things I'm doing over there as I aim to serve you, like writing books, holding challenges, and running online courses and offering coaching. Get your 60-minute free clarity call now. Remember, I call myself America's number one thought coach for a reason. And finally, if you want to see some some really cool Choose to Think t-shirts and other merch, just visit the Choose to Think store, and that's with the number two at spring.com. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.